This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ika Vat. On Friday, Taiwan reported 18 new domestic cases of COVID-19 and 61 new imported ones. It's the first day back to school for most elementary and junior high schools across Taiwan, where various pandemic-related measures are in place, as Louise Watt reports. First day back to school and an unusually close cleaning inspection by Taipei's mayor. He visited a school in Jingmei in the city's south to see how staff are welcoming back students with lots of masks. Across Taiwan, many schools are nervous amid a rise in domestic Omicron clusters. Some schools have set up disinfection machines, as this Taipei principal explains. Practically all of Taiwan's six big cities have said they will shut down any school with a confirmed case for two weeks. But Tainan in the south will stick to central government requirements and close just the affected students' class. Many schools were busy disinfecting before the new semester and announcing new rules. A series of clusters, some whose infection sources are unknown, is stoking concerns that Taiwan won't be able to go ahead with its plan to reduce the length of quarantine from 14 to 10 days from next month. The health minister said that rate will need to reach 50% before any restrictions are loosened. So far, half that goal has been reached. Damon Lin and Louise Watt for Taiwan Plus. The question of establishing formal ties featured in discussions in Taipei with a visiting delegation from the de facto state of Somaliland. The officials, led by Foreign Minister Issa Kaid Mohamud, spoke on a range of issues, including their impressions of Taiwan and relations with Taiwan and China. Somaliland declared independence from Somalia in 1991, but is not formally recognized by any country. How we... Uh talk to uh, who they want to be having relations and, 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 and diplomatic relations and all that stuff. Uh, I won't be very stuck with the word diplomatic. These are the political words. Uh, we're doing so many things with Taiwan. Uh, we have a lot of values. Uh, we share so many things. Taiwan is the most democratic nation in Asia. That's according to a report by the London-based Economist Intelligence Unit. Taiwan came in eighth out of 167 countries and territories worldwide, rated in the 2021 Democracy Index. That's up three places from last year. Taiwan was the only na Asian nation to make the top 10. It was also one of just five countries in Asia and Australasia that the index called a full democracy. The report called 2021 the worst year for democracy around the world since 2010. It noted that less than half of the world's population now lives in a democratic country. 
nearly a year after one of Taiwan's deadliest railway crashes. Families of the victims met with Premier Su Zhentang. The Taroko Express railway crash in northeastern Taiwan in April last year killed 49 people and injured 200. At the meeting at the Executive Yuan, they pushed for transparency and independent oversight of railway foot reform. Holding white flowers to represent eternal love, the families of victims of Taiwan's deadliest railway crash in decades meet with the country's premier, Su Zhenchang. On a national holiday in April last year, an express train carrying almost 500 people derailed in a tunnel. 49 were killed and more than 200 injured after the train hit a truck that slid down a bank from a construction site overseen by Taiwan Railways Administration, or TRA. Four people were indicted for negligence causing death over the disaster, a charge which carries up to five years in prison in Taiwan, but no one has yet been convicted. Those affected say prosecutions over the crash don't go far enough. They claim the disaster was preventable and accuse TRA, a government agency, of systemic failures. Relatives of the casualties are pushing for the preservation of wrecked train cars as a warning or for educational purposes. They also urge transparency and independent oversight on promised reforms of TRA, such as increased inspections. There have been more than 300 major railway incidents in Taiwan since 2012, claiming the lives of more than 400 people. Victims' families on Thursday said they do not want compensation. They only want the government to make good on promised organizational reforms to prevent another tragedy. James Rayner and Rick Lowert for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan's population has continued to decline this year, according to figures released by the government. At the end of January, the population stood at nearly 23.4 million. That's 0.84% lower than the same time last year. In 2021, the country recorded the most deaths in a single year at nearly 184,000 and an all-time low in the number of babies born. Figures also showed that more people left Taiwan to live overseas than the number arriving. Taiwan recorded its first ever fall in population in 2020. The ministry did not explain whether the decline was related to the COVID-19 pandemic or other factors. In the first debate exclusively on Taiwan in five years, British MPs have adopted a motion calling for stronger ties with Taipei. De the debate, proposed by two Conservative Party MPs, comes amid warming European sentiment toward Taiwan in recent months. But as James Chater reports, China is making clear that edging closer to Taiwan comes at a price. It's absolutely essential. A sparsely populated British Parliament, but a significant debate on Taiwan. British MPs held the first debate exclusively on relations with Taiwan in five years, eventually adopting a motion calling for deeper economic and security ties. For Taiwan to have greater international recognition, it's on account of their democracy, their expertise, and as a free market friend, not as a tool in a wider struggle. No longer an EU member, the UK has been out of lockstep with its former partners who have taken bolder moves toward Taipei. In recent months, Taiwan has welcomed delegations from several EU countries. But British Foreign Office officials are conducting their own pivot to Asia, and MPs in Thursday's debate said Taiwan should be at the heart of this plan.
And I think the interesting thing to note about this debate is instead of just talking about Taiwan as an, an isolated uh, place in, you know, in Asia or uh, an opportunity for trade, MPs decided to place Taiwan in a, in a broader context of um, authoritarians versus democracies. One MP also revealed there were plans in the pipeline for a Taipei office of the Westminster Foundation for Democracy, a British Foreign Office-sponsored body that supports democracies overseas. But developing ties with Taiwan could come at a cost. This week, China added beef, alcohol and dairy products to a list of banned imports from Lithuania, which has been a vocal supporter of Taiwan. But Beijing denies the measures are politically motivated. But more countries are coming to Lithuania's defence. News website Politico reported on Thursday that Taiwan, Canada and Japan have requested to join a WTO case that accuses China of illegally blocking Lithuanian imports. The US, Australia and UK are also seeking participation in the initiative led by the EU. In the coming weeks, British MPs will follow their EU counterparts with a visit to Taipei. The tone of that trip will test the depth of London's support for Taiwan. Patrick Chen and James Chater for Taiwan Plus. James spoke to Alicia Cairns, the British MP, in that report. She had proposed the motion and will be part of a delegation of British MPs set to visit Taiwan later this month. He began by asking whether the UK would be willing to risk its relations with China over Taiwan. Look, the UK has a responsibility to stand by our fellow democracies, uh, countries who believe in rule of law, uh, and that is absolutely what Taiwan is. And look, we're not pretending uh, that we are going to be the foremost guarantor of Taiwan security. That lands with the US, who obviously have a legal uh, agreement to do so. But what we are saying is that we should be looking to deepen those ties. Uh, we should be able to look to lessen those threats which would try to pull Taiwan away from its democratic status. And we should look to learn from Taiwan. So, for example, we want to learn as MPs more about cyber. Uh, we want to learn about research and development. We want to build more of our supply chains through Taiwan. During the debate, you called the Taiwanese representative to the UK the ambassador. And one of the proposals you mentioned was renaming the representative office in London. There was another MP in the chamber who said actions like these can risk confrontation with China. How do you respond to such a criticism? And with this context in mind, how do you think British MPs should operate going forward in relation to Taiwan? I think we need to be very conscious of our words and we need to be very tactful. Um, I am very clear that I stand steadfast in my support of our Taiwanese friends. And I'm, I'm in no way on my own on this. Every single political party has that view. Um, but absolutely, as I touched on earlier, we don't want Taiwan to become in any way weaponized within the conflict that we're seeing between China and England or China and the USA. Um, so we do need to be cautious. But I also think... We have to recognise self-determination, which came up time and time again today in the debate. And I very much believe that Taiwanese people want to live as they currently are. They don't want to be subsumed into China. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com. <laughs>